Welcome to True Real Estate Horror Stories. My name is Mike McNamara with the McNamara Group at Coldwell Banker Premier Realty here in Las Vegas, Nevada. My next guest is Mike Oliver. Mike Oliver is Coldwell Banker's sales manager for the sale for the Sahara office. Uh, so he is the perfect person to be telling a story. Uh, his, his job is to one, practice real estate and build his own business, but also to support and train new agents that come into Cobalt Banker. Um, he's got a great story. I'm not going to get into it, but it involves uh, Roots entering into the plumbing system after the deal closed. Um, let's leave it at that. Let's get to it. All right, Mike, we are live. Thanks for coming. Good afternoon. Um, uh, let's set the scene a little bit. So who do you represent or are you representing the buyer or the seller? Oh, I represented both parties in this particular oh, transaction. Cool. So the uh, the desired double ending of a deal, which is not always desired. Yeah. When we get yeah. to, the, to, to closing and things happen. So actually what it was, was I had a, a uh, 10 property listing 10 different properties, all in Summerlin, that were owned by an investor. And it come down actually to number 10, and I was double-ending this transaction. I had the buyer also, who was an investor. Okay. We closed escrow, and the buyer was going to be having a tenant occupy the property, but it didn't happen for about two weeks because he had replaced a couple of appliances, do a couple things to the property. Gotcha. And uh, the tenant moves in. And I get a call from the new owner, my buyer, that all of the sewer water is backing up into the home, everything. Uh, just wow. found out because the tenant moved in and tried to take a shower and everything was backing up into the property. And they didn't have this issue with inspections or anything like Did that? Did not. Okay. Uh, and he already at this point had had a plumber come out and there was uh, tree roots in the sewer line. Of the property. And it was going to cost him roughly $40,000 to repair because it was all the way out to the street. Yeah. Uh, and this was in Summerlin, and doesn't matter if it's in the street, it's still the owner's responsibility. Yep. And uh, he already had people working on it because he wanted to get the tenants moved in, and he asked me if the owner was aware of this. Uh, obviously, I checked the seller's real property disclosure and there was nothing on there about it right but the circumstance here was that this was an investor owner who had actually never seen any of her properties and had a i guess we would call it a a not not a property manager as much of a manager of her entire finances okay who was kind of her buffer for these properties so this person would handle the the rentals and so forth with a property manager located here. She was located out of state. And this is the person who would know if there was anything being done to the property, whereas the owner may not know. Sure, sure. So uh, I talked to the personal manager about it. She goes, well, I don't even know anything about it as I was not even with this person. I was unemployed by this person when she bought the property, so I don't know anything about it. You may want to check with the property manager. So I checked with the property manager. He says, well, yeah, I've got a couple of receipts from, we had a problem with tree roots, and I got a couple of receipts where 
She tried to fix it, but went the cheap route. The seller. The seller. Oh. Got the cheap route and uh, tried to fix them. I can send those over to you. I'm like, okay. So the seller so, was straight lying to you then? No. About? Not really, because okay. the seller, again, did not know. Her manager, oh, her personal gotcha. manager would have known, but her personal manager was not the same personal manager from gotcha. even a year ago. In fact, the personal manager changed while I was selling these properties with her. Wow. There was one gentleman in the beginning, and then she became disenamored with him, and he was gone, and there was a new one. So just so I understand, so we have the seller of the property. Mm -hmm. You have her personal manager, and which switches often. Yes. And then the management company. The property manager. And then the property. Right. Okay. Property manager tells me, yes, sends me the receipts. So I send uh, the receipts, it's like 400 bucks or something. He poured some solution, you know, some yeah. Mickey Mouse yep. type of way to fix it. And uh, I sent that to the buyer. He says, yes, it was, no, no. And so then I spoke with her personal manager. He says, you know, we've got a problem here in that, uh, of what happened, told him everything that happened. And she says, well, but she didn't know about it. I says, well, yes, that's fine, except she should have known about it, being the owner of the property. Right. And fortunately for me, the new personal manager had been a real estate agent at one time. So I, I told her, I says, well, you got to understand, if this were to get to court, a judge is not going to accept the fact that she didn't know about it. He's going to say, well, that's all well and good, but she should have known about it. Absolutely. And, and she is going to be subject to treble or triple the damages uh, incurred here, which is roughly 40000 which could be $120,000 oh if she doesn't want to rectify the situation. So I asked the buyer, what do you want? What would you, what are you looking for? And he yeah. wanted roughly about $40,000 check. Wow. So I let the personal manager know, and she offered, I recall exact numbers, but somewhere around 15000 sure. or something. Sure, well below the amount well that they were Well below the amount, <laughs> yeah. which I conveyed to the buyer. Basically, it was a negotiation. The buyer's like, well, no. I mean, does she not understand that I, you know, if we get to lawsuit, which I don't want to do, that she could be subject to triple the damages? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I made her aware of that. Uh, so then I let the seller know, the seller's representative know, no, nope, not interested in that offer. They increased the offer. And then I went back to me because, no, I want my money back or what it's going to cost me. And he actually was trying to uh, get extra money, uh, but based upon the fact that he wouldn't have paid as much money for the property if he had known that the sewer was a problem. Um, yeah. You probably wouldn't have paid full price or whatever you paid for yes. it. Yeah. But I explained to him that if he, if he gets the sewer repaired, then it's in the condition that he thought the property was going to be when he thought the property was when he bought it. So there really is not any Which is fair. basis for yeah. extra money. Yeah. He says, well, that's what I want. I said, okay. So the $40,000 was not the cost of the repairs. That was the cost of the repairs plus some extra because he probably wouldn't have purchased it. Yeah, that's what he is was Is what saying. he was saying. Roughly... I think roughly 10,000 of it. Gotcha. Um, so then uh, I went back again to the representative of the says, you know, you know, and I, I had to be, it was kind of a, a 
a different thing, difficult thing to manage because I wasn't able at that time to speak with the actual seller, the actual owner of the property. Everything was going through the manager. The she manager. did not want to even speak to me about this issue. I says, listen, you are, we're an agent. I says, you understand where we're at here, that we can go back and forth all day long. But the fact of the matter is this guy claims he doesn't want to go through a lawyer, but I knew by the verbiage of what he had sent me that he had already spoken with a lawyer. He knew his rights. Yeah. We're screwed. Yeah. Uh, so the seller agreed to come up with the check, sent a check here uh, for the exact amount that he requested. Wow. And then we had to have both parties sign a hold harmless agreement. Letting um, everybody else. Know that, you know, this is done. No more yeah. coming back for it. Yeah. So it was a... Uh, there's some sleepless nights on that one. I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you that for sure, because it, it was. I feel like, what did I do wrong? Right. Where did I screw this up? And I, I don't know if I. Let's put it this way. I did learn a valuable lesson from it, which I have taken into uh, or incorporated into my business now, and I would recommend everyone does that's an agent. If you have an investor selling a property, and you know there's a property manager. Before you complete that SRPD or have the seller complete the SRPD, advise them to check with the property manager if there's any conditions on that property that maybe yeah. they were not aware of, may have forgotten about, yeah. didn't even truly understand. They just paid for it and uh, before they complete that SRPD. And if I had done that, then we may have avoided the Absolutely. some of this night. Yeah, because you might have gone deeper down into yeah. the... Yes, if, you know, and... and Again, we're not to complete that form, of course, as we know, but but that does not mean we can't help someone complete it by the correct way, giving them the advice. Yeah. Instead of just, uh, uh, you know, and, and I don't technically know who completed the form, whether it was the seller or her manager, right? Her personal manager, right? Who again was a different person at the time of I took the listings, right? Um, and he just no, 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 you know everything, yeah. and and uh, it wasn't true. Yeah, and that's that's something I I I've never done before. I mean, I've had properties that were with property managers. I've never called the property manager. I mean, usually I'm talking to the seller, and mm -hmm. you're just dealing with it. But that's that's a good extra step just to make sure that there's certain repairs that maybe because some prop property managers will fix the things themselves if they get the okay. Isn't that correct? Well, that's what he did, but the yeah. okay was for the Mickey Mouse repair. Yeah, it was not for the. As, as he did, he told me, so I gave her estimates for the right way and different ways, you know, and she chose the cheap way out. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and none of that really was my concern is the fact that we would have known and would have been disclosed to the buyer that there was a problem with yeah. the, the roots and the sewer system, the sewer line. Yeah. But I didn't know it. And quite honestly, I didn't even think of it. I sure. Just, you, you know, you, you talk to the seller, and because we don't know, especially with an investor seller, one thing we we don't have knowledge of is how detached are they from that property? Do they, if in, you know, she's got all this stuff going on, properties all over the country, she's got somebody else who's doing that, and she just to check another check goes out to yep. to for yep. something, and she doesn't and even know what it's for. And that's common with big investors to have. People manage them. They really don't know much what's going on. They're just writing the checks and collecting the checks. So, no, that's that's really good. I um, I think everybody's gonna definitely put that <laughs> into their. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm telling you, I did, that deal there was the. 
Oh man, it was. There was how long? There. How um? Just one last quick question. How long did it did it take to resolve something like that at the end? I think it was about two weeks. Okay. To get it all said and done. Done. Uh, you know, I had it was some managing of making sure at the end. What one of the issues was that the seller well, well I'll I'll pay him, but I want to make sure that that's the end of it, and mm -hmm. that's where the hold harmless comes in, and then everybody's well, I won't sign that until I see the check, and then you you know, yep. so yep. I had to manage that <laughs> tight that part of the process, but we got it done as that the check was sent here, not to the seller. Yeah. I mean, uh, not to the buyer directly. Sent here, and so then once they got it, they there was signed. some trust involved that they trusted that, you know, sure. that this was done, and we got everything taken care of. And uh, one thing it did do for sure was solidify my standing with that buyer because he, because you didn't just leave but, him. You yeah. just, you didn't say, ah, oh, sorry, I don't know what to. You know, you yeah, actually looked into it. You went to court. Deep down. Yeah. You know, I know. I I made yeah. sure it. I did everything I could to get it taken care of. And, uh, you know, the number one thing that people, the reason they work with us is because they trust us. And yeah. and there's no question that after that he trusted me because I... I Absolutely. Sure Absolutely. And I stress to to my agents that we're, we're not just a real estate agent during the transaction until our paycheck. We're a real estate agent until, I mean, for the lifetime of that client. And that means, I mean, in situations, if, if it ends up where something's going wrong and the deal's closed, you do not disappear. Whether it's your fault or not, you have to be involved. And, and I do believe that that really gains trust. I mean, as long as they know that they have some, because they also don't know what to do in that situation. A lot of the times, maybe investors might have it, but an actual homeowner that's purchasing their first house, they don't really know what to do. And I had a, I told a similar story where my client moved into the house and two days later, the entire property flooded and they used a, um, a non-licensed plumber and uh, they just redid the bathroom, looked beautiful, but they didn't use any waterproofing or anything. And I mean, same exact scenario. They ended up having to write a check pretty close to the same amount, right around like forty, forty-two thousand dollars. Um, but it was but like you said, I've got that client for life because I literally walked her through what we need to do to make sure that they're protected and and that's extremely important. Besides checking in with just, you know, doing a little bit more due diligence on checking in with a property manager, also being there for both the clients or the client after the fact, I think is extremely important. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to. Uh, I mean, I don't go goofy over the the, uh, the the relationship with the man property manager, but the question needs to be asked, and at least I feel now of the client, the investor, the seller. Yeah, you have a property manager. Yes, I do. Great. You need to speak with them about the condition of this property before you complete this disclosure. Yeah. Because there may be things that maybe they didn't even tell you that they just took care of. It was a minor, but they took care of it that you're going to need to disclose. And uh, so, you know, at least, and that's in writing too. Yeah. In, in writing. And sure, if I'm going to be involved with the property manager, then yeah, I'll ask the property manager too. Hey, you know. Sure. Joe's just selling the property. Are there anything that we need to know for the SRPD? Because property managers know the SRPD. Uh, well, there's this, this, isn't it? great, can you let Joe know? Because he's going to be completing the SRPD. Can you let him know that? Because what, I don't want him to, to not disclose something that he needs to. Yeah. That's the lesson I learned from it. And, you know, it was, uh, 
Has it saved you on any other deals? Have you gotten more information from property managers on? Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah, nothing like that. Sure. But little just, things. Uh, yeah, yeah, little things that, uh, you know, the seller had no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I just get my check. I don't know what, I don't know all the little minutiae. Yeah. Especially if they have a full blown, full blown property management. They don't, that's one of the reasons they have it is they don't want to be bothered with, you know, some tiny little thing that sure. they fixed as part of the funds they've got on file for them. Yeah. So uh, definitely, I mean, that's, that's highly recommend you do that. If you, if you know there's someone else involved in the property. Cool. It could be a, it could be a relative too. I mean, even if True. maybe they don't have a property manager, but their son's been living there and they've never lived there. Checking with the Talk son. Talk to your son. Yeah. I know he's not selling a property, but he lives there. Yeah. Talk to your son if there's any issues here. Yeah. But awesome. Well, I think we leave it at that. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You got it, man. All right. No problem. Thank you for listening. And if you're a real estate agent and you have your own true real estate horror story, please email us at the email in the description. And we'd love to have you on the podcast. Have a great day.